Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast, brought to you by the Aminor Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, typically joined by either Big Kurt or Jordan. Neither one of them will be joining me now because this is a specific podcast to a specific topic, uh, which, of course, is the hire of the Iowa offensive coordinator, Tim Lester. So thank you very much for listening and downloading the podcast. Uh, this will be a quick one. We didn't have a podcast for two and a half weeks, and now we've had <laughs> three podcasts in about three days. So either you're excited to see these podcasts or you're sick of hearing from me. Either way, I will continue on with this podcast. So like I said, it has just been announced today. One of the names that had been rumored, leaked out, however you want to say it, is Tim Lester. He will be the new offensive coordinator from Iowa. So let's just jump right into it. I don't think it's uh, exactly... Hard to uh, decipher through the Twitter sphere right now, specifically the Hawkeye Twitter sphere, and see that the reaction before he was even hired was uh, negative, and it continues to be negative today. I just hit record at 1.45 in the p.m. here on Sunday the 28th. I kind of sniffed this out a little bit earlier in the day, so I put out a tweet wondering where in Tim Lester's resume he had been uh, accused and found guilty of killing a kennel full of puppies uh, because that is basically how Hawkeye fans have been reacting here uh, before he was even hired. And, and now he is officially hired. The name that Hawkeye fans wanted was Kevin Johns. So I would have been perfectly happy with Kevin Johns. Just want to state that I am also happy or at least fine with Tim Lester. Okay. So I'm going to break down a couple reasons why and uh, go into it. If you uh, choose to believe what I say, that is up to you. I am certainly not the voice of Hawkeye fandom. I also do not believe that I am, quote unquote, one of Kirk's fanboys, uh, who what I was just uh, accused of by somebody on Twitter. I, I, I don't even I'm not even a member of the Kirk Ferentz fanboy newsletter. Don't even don't even get that. I just try to look at things as neutral as I as I can. Uh, with things that are associated with Hawkeye football and Big Ten football alike, and that's what I'm trying to do here. So it, it real quick, the, one, the first thing I would say is if you line up Tim Lester's resume with Kevin John's resume, I will freely admit that Kevin John's resume is more impressive to look at on paper. So again, going under the theme of trying to provide as neutral of a point of view as I can, I would continue that by saying that. With that being said, um, all along, what I said I was looking for with Iowa's offensive coordinator were three main things. Number one, I wanted this to be more of a quote-unquote college guy. Nothing against guys that have spent time in the NFL. In fact, I kind of like that they would spend time in the NFL to get a taste of that, maybe pick a few things up. But predominantly, I wanted somebody to have a college background. The best joke I can come up with is, I don't know if you remember the movie Pineapple Express, uh, but when What's-His-Face jumped in the dumpster and he said, I think we should stay in the dumpster. And the guy's like, why? He goes, I'm already in the dumpster. That's pretty much how I feel about college sports right now. I don't think I want somebody coming in from the nice, clean you get half of the year off NFL. I want this to be a college guy that knows it's a grind, basically 365 days a year. Both of these guys have that. Tim Lester has that. So that's first checkbox right there. It's it's more of a college guy. 
The second one down, again, both guys have this, but focusing on Tim Lester, the second point I wanted was somebody that certainly, it's basically two things in one, a, a certified play caller or, or experienced play calling, and then specific to quarterbacks and quarterback development. I like the fact that Tim Lester played quarterback himself. That's an awesome thing to me. He's going to always look at things from a quarterback's point of view. He played quarterback at Western Michigan. Love that. Okay. Nothing against the guy that just came out, but I, it, I think there are some positions in sports that would be extremely difficult to coach unless you would have played them. Heck, offensive line, I think, would be one of them. Quarterback would be the other. And I believe having a guy that played the position and has coached quarterback is a is a big advantage than what we just came from. I, you know, BF gave it all, gave it his all and tried to communicate things through, but I think you could kind of tell that the message wasn't getting through as often as as we wanted it to. I mean, that's pretty obvious. And then the other side of it would be that I hope this means looking at things from a quarterback's eye as far as picking the quarterback, whether it be in recruiting or through the transfer portal, that it would be somebody that it clicks more, you know, uh, uh, having a relationship with these quarterbacks. So I think that's something that we also a box that we've checked with Tim Lester. And then the third one would be a young-ish guy. Um a little bit fresher look on the sport of college football and, and the offense in general. Um, he's not, he's not completely young. He's actually a little bit older than me. So I kind of, I kind of like that, but you know, young ish dude, instead of bringing in a feeling of a, an older guy that maybe was at the end of the career, his career. So I do think this fits in with the theme of the coaching staff, which for the most part is is guys about this age or younger, Phil Parker being an exception, obviously. Uh, but it's 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 a younger staff now, so I, I I like that. Speaking of staff, I believe the fit with the staff was something that Kirk Ferentz put a lot of of thought process into. My general feeling from Iowa fans is that they eye roll from that. Do I think that necessarily should be the number one thing about this? No, but. Having somebody that does fit what the, the the feel, okay, of what Iowa football is, is important to be able to put my finger on that and explain it out. I I don't I don't know if I can I, I can do that, but it and I do understand to talk out of two sides of my mouth. I do understand the thought of bringing somebody in from left field that spices things up. I hope we get a little bit of that with Tim Lester, and I think we will. I'll go into that a little bit. But I I also don't think doing something radically different is as great of a thing as it seems like college football fans and Iowa fans in this example think it is, okay? Here's something to throw out to you. Hey, Hawkeye fans, are you proud of our tight end usage and success? Just getting about ready to watch uh, the NFC Championship here pretty soon. You got Sam Laporta going against George Kittle. We love the Iowa tight end lineage. What if I told you that that portion of of Kevin John's development was not only deficient, it was basically non-existent? Do I think we should get the ball to the perimeter? Absolutely more. We have got to help our wide receivers out. So there could be some tight end uh, uh, numbers that drop a little bit 
But do we want to go completely away from the tight ends? Methinks we do not. So that is one of the factors that I believe would have played in with somebody like Kevin Johns. Okay. So I don't think we should radically go away from things, which, which would get to my next part, which is again, maybe I'm a quote unquote Kirk Ferentz fanboy. Don't think I am, but I don't think things need to be like 180 difference with the offense. I want. I would love if the numbers were nearly a 180 uh, sprint in the opposite direction than what they have the last two or three years. But I, I believe in in college football, you can be very close to ha- having something be good, but yet be so far off that it looks worse than it is. And and to try to explain this to me, this is the the hill, the Iowa football hill that I have been on by myself for quite some time. I'm comfortable on this hill by myself. Whatever, but I don't believe our offensive line is nearly as bad as what people think it is. I think we had really young guys playing in 2021 and 22, playing in a scheme that was struggling. Because of that, the front seven was able to put so much pressure on our offensive line that it had issues because of it. I think there were some communication things and coaching things that were involved with that. Don't get me wrong, but overall, I don't think. Kirk Ferentz and the crew and what he's doing have just forgotten how to find offensive line talent, coach it, and fit it to the scheme. Okay, I don't think it's dropped off that much. So now I think we have a two-step process to to, uh, step up in the process that will help, which is, number one, Caden Proctor coming in at left tackle. You know, I think that makes one or two or three positions on the offensive line better, mixed in with the fact that now guys are not young anymore. They have experience and they're going to look better. I felt like they already looked better for most of the year last year. So that's one, is just the talent and the overall development of the offensive line is as good right now as it's been for at least two or three or four years. Now you mix that with schemes that I believe will take pressure off of the offensive line. I think that will very much help the offensive line and therefore the entire offense. As far as... What Tim Lester likes to do, there's RPOs in his history, okay? So I think that's something that can be added to what we do and help the offense out immensely. And then just overall, the biggest thing is better thought process and schemes to get the ball to the perimeter, a.k.a. wide receivers most of the time. It doesn't always have to be wide receivers. It can be tight ends. It can be thrown to running backs out of the backfield. But we have got to stress the outer parts of the defense better. And I'm hoping that's what Tim Lester can bring to the table. If he brings some of that to the table, meaning there's just a decent improvement on getting the ball to the perimeter. It might look like, you know, the heyday Oregon offenses compared to how things have looked somewhat recently. Okay. So we have joked over and over again with how great Iowa's special teams are under LeVar Woods, with how great Iowa's defense is under Phil Parker. If we just had, I think the number I usually joke at is the you know 99th ranked offense, how much better would the entire Iowa football team look? Well, this will be our first chance to really take a look at it this spring, but into the fall to see if we could get there. And I believe the bar is set that low, but if we get to something like the 99th, 102nd, gasp 85th ranked offense 
I think Hawkeye fans will notice a difference and feel a lot better about Tim Lester and the guy calling the plays and all that stuff. Okay. So he, he, I've seen some stuff out there. I know he was the head coach most, okay. Most recently to be as specific as I can, he was an offensive analyst for the green Bay Packers, by the way, Lots of Packer fans listen to this. Not a not a bad offense to pick a couple things out. You don't think he's not picking one or two things out of, of hanging out with the Packers for the last year? Okay, so that's one thing to point out right there. And then he was most recently when he was in college, the head coach at Western Michigan. And I think people are pointing out that he was the head coach and not the offensive coordinator. I, I'm not saying by title he was the offensive coordinator but he was very much involved with the offense and play calling during the games. Okay. So maybe he doesn't have the title, but I can assure you being plugged into the offense was one of the chief things that he was doing as head coach of Western Michigan. And then before that, he was an offensive coordinator. He was a quarterback's coach, all of those things, the numbers I wish looked better. Just being, just being honest, but having everything, uh, um, Saying everything that it how it looked at Syracuse or Western Michigan is going to naturally just you know project onto Iowa, I don't think is right. Again, a lot of some of this stuff that I'm getting from is from what I would call a coaching insider. It's somebody that I have a I have a nice relationship with uh in DMs on Twitter. I believe he is who he says he is. He's somebody that was in coaching, uh, is out of coaching now, but is still involved with the sport. He liked Tim Lester all along more than Kevin Johns. He wasn't necessarily besmirching Kevin Johns. He thought Tim Lester was a better fit and and better overall young talent as as a coach, as an offensive mind, more than Kevin Johns. And I can assure you this is not a Iowa guy or a Western Michigan guy or anything like that. He's as neutral as can be. That, That were his thoughts. So could we at least, as a fan base give the guy at least through the spring and in the summer to see how this looks. And I'm joking because really you need to give him three, four, five games into the fall to, to see how this looks. Now we have the offensive coordinator. Do we go get an extra wide receiver? Do we go get an extra quarterback? I hope so. I don't know. Um, Another thing to point out here, I kind of talked about it on the last podcast, but you know, John Elway is not in the transfer portal right now. The transfer portal is, is closed. There wasn't a lot to pick up right now. The pickups would probably happen in the spring, early summer when the portal opens back up and there will be more quarterbacks and wide receivers and whatnot, cornerback, whatever, that'll be in the transfer portal. There's just not much there to grab right now, along with the fact that we are at or over our 85 scholarship limit. So like, there's a lot of things you have to take into to place. Sure, I wish the offensive coordinator was in place earlier. I think we were close to having it done quite a while ago, but had it to had to restart. And I don't think all of those reasons that we had to restart were simply because KF just wanted to be stodgy and annoying and take forever. Okay. I think he was he was taking a lot of things in consideration. I think there was other things outside of his control that happened. And at some point he just took his time and wanted to make the right decision. I don't know yet. If, if Tim Lester is the right decision, I, I hope he is. We will see uh, where that's at. Speaking of KF, this is a general concern. I get it. Is If this looks very much like the offense has looked the last two, three, four, five years, the Heat will magically very quickly be off of BF and be almost squarely on KF. 
I can't hide that. That is the truth. And the thought process is it hasn't been Brian Ferentz's fault all along. It's been KF, yada, yada. Am I completely relieved of that? No, I'm not. I'm not. Again, trying to be neutral here. But yet I feel like I hold out a little bit more hope that things can look better. And to revisit it again, it's because I believe really the biggest thing that we need to quote unquote fix is quarterback, you know, communication development and getting the ball to the outside. So I am looking forward to that improvement happening and then seeing how it looks over the whole offense. And by the way, how it's going to look over the whole team and, and, and program. Last thing I would add is with the youngerish thing, I hope this means that they want this person, Tim Lesser, offensive coordinator, to be more involved with recruiting, which I believe is a huge part. I don't think we were ever going to get that with Paul Crest. So I believe from what I've told, Tim Lester has a great relationship with a lot of, of high schools in the Chicagoland area up into Michigan. This, these are good things, okay? Time at Western Michigan, where he's been at. So I'm hoping that's something we can lean on where it, it again, helps with finding quarterback talent, developing quarterback talent, all of that, which, you know, call me old-fashioned, the better quarterback you have, the, the better offense you typically have. And and suddenly the coaches look a lot better because of that. So that's that's one of the first things we got to look at. And, and you know, Healthy Cade uh, would, would definitely be a part of that um, a development of Marco Lennes. I mean, there's a lot of things you can throw out there, but one or two guys need to be ready by fall. So I hope this is the starting process to get that going. So, all right, then the, the last, last thing that I would add is, and I don't mean to talk to <laughs> Iowa fans, like this, it, I, I, I'm just trying to bring these things up for consideration. So I'm just going to flat out say, if if anything I said here or I'm about to say does not fly with you as an Iowa fan, that, that is your prerogative. I, I would never want to tell any fan how to fan. So, so take it how you want. And really that, you know, this is, this is mostly just my, my point of view. There could be really good friends and family members of mine that don't agree with, with some of the things I've put here. But the one last thing I would add is I believe where fans and I say any fan base, the type of, of quarterback they think they can get in the transfer portal or offensive coordinator that they think they can get typically who they have in their mind. It is extremely difficult, if not impossible for the actual program to make that happen. So long story short, I, you've even seen you, Ohio State fans, okay, recently not happy with Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. Okay, another name that was thrown out there for Iowa. And that's Ohio State, all right, that's got the, the richest history of offense most recently in the Big Ten as anybody. And even they were underwhelmed with their hire. Probably it was going to be a candidate that people were going to feel underwhelmed with at least a little bit. If Kevin Johns was it for you, I get it. But I would also say that a lot of people thought it was Paul Christ or bust a while ago. Okay. So, so now it is Tim Lester and my guess, if I had to predict how things are going to go is that it will settle down. There will be news and clips and things that are going to start leaking out over spring ball. Maybe we hear a good report or two the open practice that we see, maybe there's some things there that happen that people get excited about. And then this will snowball 
into the summer and the fall. And, and most of us that are upset right now will be a little bit more positive coming into the fall. Now, ultimately, how this is going to work out is, like I've said previous times on the podcast, I need to see it to believe it. And that's going to be no exception here. So I'm going to need to see this to believe it. It's just going to be a while. Like it's going to be into the fall season, actual football games into September, maybe even a couple games into October until we have a real good feel how this is going to go as Iowa fans. But, but we will see again, I would go back on, we had all pointed out to if things could be just a little bit better on offense to pair with our special teams and defense, how good things could look. I still think that's all on the table and and possible. I also give myself the ability to adjust to this and make up my mind as things go. Maybe I myself start having major issues with Tim Lester and and I I might be singing a different tune come mid-October, November. I hope not, but I at least give myself the chance to change my mind if that's where it's at. I'm, I'm a little bit more excited than most people. And that's that's my that's my take, and I'm sticking to it for now. All right, I think that's about it. I said I would go short. This is about 20 minutes. Hopefully, that's not too long for anybody listening. And for those you had, I really appreciate it. I am Jeffrey the Greek for the Eyes on Big podcast. We will talk to you soon.